Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of Kitchen Club is sponsored by Sensate, a sophisticated infrasound resonance device, which, when paired with the Sensate app, works towards toning your vagus nerve, reducing stress, and improving well-being. The pebble-shaped device emits infrasonic sound waves that are synchronized with the soundscapes in the app to provide deep relaxation in 10 to 30-minute sessions. The benefits of Sensei include better sleep, increased heart rate variability, and it also improves your stress resilience, something we all probably need more of. I've been using Sensate for almost a year and it has really worked its way into my daily routine to de-stress and improve my own sleep patterns. The soundscapes on the app are also just so lush. So if you'd like to reap the benefits for yourself, then Kitchen Club listeners can get £20 off your own Sensate device using the code KITCHENCLUB in capital letters at the checkout. Enjoy! and welcome back to season five of Kitchen Club. This season has been a little while longer than we anticipated. So hello to you all and hope that you haven't missed us too much. We've missed you. If you're new around here, Kitchen Club is the podcast that brings you conversations around our kitchen table. Each season, we hear from incredible guests who inspire us to live a little more mindfully. Plus, we ask them for their three all-time favorite ingredients, which we then turn into a delicious dish for both them and you to enjoy. And you can find all of our recipes on our Instagram at Kitchen Club Podcast. We also ask our guests for their healthy habit, which is something that they do daily, weekly, whenever they need it to reground themselves and to make sure they're feeling their best. We're kicking off this season with a check-in chat with just the two of us as it's been seven whole months since we've spoken to each other. Just kidding. (laughs) We've definitely spoken to each other, but it's been seven months since we spoke to all of you. So we're just checking in with each other, seeing what we've been up to, what we've been learning along the way to kick off a big old season five. And of course, we're starting the season with a heavenly recipe, which was actually just something that we were both really craving, something warming for this cold, cold month. So let's get into the episode. Well, hello there, 
there, Serena. Hello, my babe. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's been, um, yeah, it's nice being back, isn't it? And we are actually sat at my kitchen table. Yeah, in a new kitchen. I think it's funny whenever we say conversations from around our kitchen table and it's conversations on Zoom these days. <laughs> but now we are actually at the kitchen table together, having a cup of tea. We've just cooked loads of nice recipes for you guys. So yeah, it's good to be back in person. Yeah, it's lush. I feel like we um, we never intended to have such a big break, did we? We were like, yeah, we'll do it September or October, season five. I know. And then life kept happening. What have you, what have you been up to? Tell us all. I'm trying to think, when was seven months ago, before the summer? So it was uh, beginning of July, was uh, the end of season four. Shiza. So then it was the summer holidays and everyone was busy. <laughs> then I had my wedding, my second wedding. <gasps> Tell us about Second that. wedding, but first husband, <laughs> um, which was incredible. Tell us where it was. We got married in Spain, outside Seville, in a beautiful hacienda. Um, and it was... What's a hacienda? Is that like a... An old Spanish house, I think. Spain calls it. Yeah. (laughs) But it was epic. It was the best weekend of my life. It was everything I could have wanted. Apart from you couldn't come. I know. Which was a shame. And actually one of my other best friends got COVID two days before and couldn't come. And that was a real shame. But other than that, best weekend ever, ever, ever. It was so much fun. It looked lush. Thank you very much. Um, How about you? No, you're not done. (laughs) Why? You've moved house. Oh, I moved house before the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, we moved house. We've moved about 10 minutes down the road, but to a nice little house, which we love very much. It is lovely. We're sat in it, all warm and cosy. On this, we're recording on a January day. It's quite gloomy out, isn't it? A grey day on a Friday afternoon, ready for the weekend. Mm. How was moving house for you? It was good. It was, I think, probably a bit more stressful than I anticipated. But they say, don't they, like the three most stressful life events you can go through are like marriage, divorce and a moving house, I think. Yeah. Um, So to do two of those within a month is a lot. And you're going to do the same this year, hopefully. So I'm saying hopefully on the house, not hopefully on the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling confident the wedding will go ahead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot in a small space of time, I think. It makes you, um, cause I've, I've kind of been the same since our break listeners. If you didn't know, we moved back in with my parents for a while, which was, and we're still there. Very grateful to be there, you know, all that jazz, but it is such a big adjustment. I think moving anywhere, even if it's down the road, I think mm. it actually takes you a lot longer to ground yourself and like establish a routine, kind of get familiar with things. I talked to my dog about that. <laughs> oh, she that. definitely felt that way. She's got a nice new barking habit since we moved. She's definitely feeling very ungrounded, very out of her routine. See, yeah. that we're probably like that as well, but we probably just put this pressure on ourselves to be like, no, I'm, I'm fine, I have to get on with it. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're probably just like Indy. Barking inside. Yeah. Barking mad. <laughs> barking mad. <laughs> Such yeah. a mum joke. Tell me about what's been going on business-wise. Oh, business is great. <laughs> I have got lots of hypnotherapy clients at the moment, which is brilliant. I'm really, really enjoying it. Wait, I think last season, were you just you about finish? to qualify? Yeah. Yeah. So I've qualified as a hypnotherapist. I've now been practicing for a little while. 
Um, and it's great. I love it. Helping people with their anxiety, stress, low self-esteem, confidence, phobias, health goals. It's brilliant. I love it. And obviously, I guess our big joint business news is that we're off to the Pelagonian bit. Oh, yeah. That's very exciting. Kitchen Club on tour. Yeah. So we are, yeah, off to the Pelagoni Club in Zakynthos. I like to say Zakynthos rather than Zanti. I don't think it's actually in Zanti. It is. It's is the it? island, yeah. I thought, I thought Zanti was the capital of Zakynthos. No, no, no. What? No, I think Zanti is, is a like town. The English version of saying Zakynthos. Oh, I thought it was a town. Let's have a quick Google. <laughs> While Sarah Googles, when we are in Zanti slash Zakynthos, we are going to be hosting some panels. Oh, great. She was right. Well done. Thank you. We're going to be hosting some panels with some cool guests. We're going to be hosting an evening of yoga and meditation and delicious food, Ovi. And so it's going to be really, really fun. I can't wait. Yeah. I think Greece is one of my absolute favorite places to travel to. So Me too. And I'm glad I went to Zanti when I was 18 on like first girls holiday (laughs) (laughs) to Lagunas. Um, and so I'm looking forward to going back as an adult and not drinking sex on the beach. As a wholesome person. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening with your biz? Um, my biz, well, do you know, as I was saying about moving with my parents, it's, it's quite strange how my um, motivation levels have changed. I can imagine, actually. Because my parents are both retired and the mornings are quite slow and they like take a long time to have toast. And oh, this sounds coffee. nice. <laughs> and so sometimes it gets to like half ten. I think, God, I actually should probably start doing <laughs> some work. And it's actually been quite a challenge because next door, it's a very boring story, but next door to my parents were having this massive work thing done in the house that cost an absolute fortune and the builders were so loud and quite nasty so I couldn't film at home and you didn't mention that at all on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) Um, I couldn't film at all at home so we were so used to in our our old place you know I could just like film whenever Mm -hmm. and then it really makes you appreciate quiet and like having time to to do things um so that, yeah, I think it took me a while to get back into the rhythm of, of work, um, not having like an office space and blah, blah, blah. Um, but things are going seemingly well so far. At home with Sarah? At home with Sarah. No longer at home. <laughs> at, at home with Sarah's parents. <laughs> That'd be good. Maybe they should At home it. with Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that is still my little baby, which is almost a year old, my online yoga platform. Is it already? Yeah, February. Yikes. Um so yeah, that is going as as hoped and still absolutely adoring it. So well, yeah. I'm so pleased. Thanks, babes. Shall I tell the listeners my favorite story of 2022? Yeah, go for it. It was Sarah's birthday at the beginning of January, and I was on my way to dinner was going to see my friend's new house. So I popped into the white company to buy her a candle. As I'm at the till, I just hear, Serena. And I looked (laughs) up and this woman said, I recognize your voice from your podcast. I'm Sarah's (laughs) mum. And so I met Sarah's mum out the blue in central London. We, We both bought some candles together. I think maybe she bought some hand wash or something. I think she bought those sticks, actually. Those oh, yeah, Reed Diffuser, yeah, yeah. Lyman Bay. That mm-hmm. was the one she wanted. And, yeah, we had a good chat about Sarah and about Sarah's upcoming wedding. And it was just the most bizarre thing ever to meet her mum out the blue on her birthday. Um, and she looks very like Sarah. Well, we do. So I wasn't actually that surprised like. when she said she was your no. mum. We were the same open face, as people would say. 
Open nice face. big open face. It's like an open forehead. Open face sandwich. <laughs> we are open faced sandwiches. No, I think actually. open like open like warm and friendly open. Yeah. That's a nice I think you have an open face in that way. Like welcome a welcoming face. Hey. <laughs> it's a welcoming face. I have an open, welcoming face. I mean I'll take it. You have a welcoming face and I've been told I've got resting bitch face. I think I also have that though. Maybe everyone has. Yeah, that. I think so. Um, I just realised we haven't even said what recipe we've made yet. So shall we? Yes, kick go off for it with that. Um, so Serena said, "What should we make for the first episode?" And I said, "Well, I basically just want to eat this, which is you say a coconutine noodle soup with <laughs> sounds very boring. <laughs> a co- no, okay, it's delicious. Oh, we were meant to put peanuts on top. I forgot. Mm. Coconutty noodle soup with all the good veg, like baby corn and tender stem broth, and some like fried onions and delicious rice noodles, sesame oil and chili, pak choy, and Thai basil, which is mm. my favourite ingredient because it just elevates any Asian dish. Mm. Mm. It was so delicious. I said, when we were eating out, I said, this is exactly what I wanted when I said this, please, Serena. Um, so yeah, it's like the perfect recipe for the start of the year. It's vegan, um, hearty, warming. And cause you're a bit coldy. Yeah. I always think like if you're ill or if you're hungover, spicy noodle soup mm. is the answer. It's things like, it's that, I crave that constantly. Clears out the sinuses. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you need, if you've like had a weekend, you haven't eaten that well. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just want something that's going to be like blast, 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 <laughs> loads of veggies. So that is what we're kicking off the season with. Yeah, and if you like the recipe for that, you can find it on our Instagram, as I previously mentioned. And I hope you will enjoy it as much as we have. And cook it and then tag us and we can see it. Yeah. We'd absolutely love that. In um, food, in light of food, Serena. After these seven months, I I want to know what you've been eating, what you've been enjoying. Oh my God, it's so specific. It's so like, you know, when someone asks you like, what's your favorite film and all films go out. Yeah. Like, what have I been eating? Or, or, also like when people say, what have you been up, what have you been up to? And you're like, absolutely nothing. Can't think of one thing no. I've done. What have I been eating? I've got a bit of an obsession with croissants at the recently, oh, yeah. at the recently, at the moment. And from where? Anywhere just want that buttery goodness i really do i wake up craving them have you found a favorite a favorite croissant no but i lived in paris for a year so i think I, my standards are quite high mm. um the other thing i'm quite obsessed with at wait the can we go back to croissants okay sorry i've got a favorite croissant i'm oh, sorry how rude of me tell me <laughs> it's jolene and i think they're only east jolene sorry. of potato sourdough fame that was Luminary. Oh, yeah. But Jolene was around the corner from our old place. Okay. But they've now got three Jolines, I believe, in London. But they do such a good croissant. Croissant? Mm. What do you say? Qua- croissant? Qua- croissant. Croissant. You're French, though. Croissant. Do you, I don't know. One thing that um, I don't mean to offend any Americans on the podcast, but I like to... Oh, here we go anyway. I like to hear... Americans, maybe not all Americans, but some say croissant. Croissant. And then I say it back to myself. Croissant. Croissant. Yeah, it's nice. Um, go on then, please. Sorry, the other thing. So I really, really spoiled my husband for Christmas and bought him a toasty machine. Oh, yum. <laughs> because when we went to the Maldives on our honeymoon before Christmas and we had waffles every morning for breakfast and he was like, this is just the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I need a waffle iron. 
So for Christmas, I bought him this nifty little machine that makes panini. It's like a grill, a toasting machine and a waffle machine. Wow. So we have basically, when you say what have we been eating, we've been eating anything okay. in toasted sandwich form. Does it have like different plates that you yeah. like? But, so Stop it's like, in. you know, those um, hair crimpers. Crimpers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should, like change. Exactly. Them. Yeah. Exactly. So we smell like that too. Uh, yeah, it kind of smells a bit plasticky. Mm. It doesn't smell super healthy. Mm. We've made very good vegan sourdough waffles. We've made very good cheese toasties. Next, we've made falafel waffles. Yum. Next up, I want to try a potato waffle with mm. leftover mashed potato. So yeah. that's it. That's what I've been eating recently. Yum. Beige foods grilled in a toasty machine. Oh, bit. How about you? What have you been enjoying? Um, well, have I you been cooking being at No, your to be honest, no. My... It took, again, it took, it took us a while to adjust. Um, but Piers, my partner, is a very good cook and he he has actually been doing most of the cooking living with my parents because he likes to make different things and experiment with things. And my parents will just like very happily have like like me, salmon and some veg mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, done, lovely. Like that's, that's my go-to, as, you, as I probably said on the podcast. Um, so Piers has done a lot of it and then my mum's done a lot of it and I've just kind of sat back and gone yeah thanks thanks guys but nice. I'm looking forward to getting back into the kitchen and and yeah because we've just been like sharing ingredients with my parents so I haven't done much cooking myself um but what have I been enjoying <sighs> See, it, everything goes out your mind yeah. when you're asked. Yeah. I'll tell you my star ingredient at okay, yeah. the moment is capers. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Love a caper. Mm. I'm just very obsessed with them. I think I'm going through a bit of a phase of wanting like really intense, salty things like mm. capers and yeah, maybe just capers. <laughs> Oh, pickled onions. I was really loving Ooh. over Christmas. I love a pickled jalapeno. Oh, yes. Like those big, with the, when you get the big ones, when you get like a falafel pitcher and they put a whole jalapeno oh, and you bite into fit. it and it juices everywhere. Yeah. Whoa, worth. Yum. Worth, worth. Worth, worth. Um, but other than that, we haven't really eaten out much because we're quite far out of the good places. Um, Wait, you shared earlier with me that you found your new favourite restaurant in London. Yeah, it's not new. It's not new. We've just moved like dangerously closer to it. We're going tonight to the Camberwell Arms. It is phenomenal. It's like they only ever have like four starters, four mains. Mm. Um, and I think it's just like that. It's often quite simple, but just like really delicious ingredients, like really amazing tomatoes and then uh, San Mazzano. Oh, <laughs> who was that? Laura Brand. That was Laura Brand. Yeah. Um, and they do, like, I don't normally eat pudding and they just do epic puddings and they always have, like, a cheese thing with a delicious bread with fruit and honey baked into oh, it. And yum. it's just, like, they always do a really nice aperitif, like a nice Negroni or they did this, like, red vermouth with some fizzy something once. It's just, it's just fit. I love it. I'm so excited. I've never, delicious. never had a bad meal there. Oh, it's a real treat. I'll have to come there. Oh yeah, you will. It's, I mean, it's, it's a very long way for you, but I will take you one day and you will love it. Um, you just said about Negronis and I, <laughs> I have to say that a drink I've been enjoying is Campari and tonic. No, no. Why? Campari is Aperol's like gross older cousin. No, it's like a mature version of Aperol. <laughs> well, my taste buds are not mature enough then. <laughs> but it's like a Negroni basically. It's so bitter. What's Negroni got in it? It's, it's Campari. Gin. 
gin, campari, I think so, and a whole load of fun. <laughs> and a guarantee sure that in. And a guaranteed blackout. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like a Negroni but light. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I, I can't be bothered Negroni. I do like a Negroni, but can't like Campari. I on it with other things. No, I'm going to make you one. I think I'm a good time sal on a few Negronis. Yeah, they're quite a good, good crocky, aren't they? Loosener. Yeah. Ender, ender of the night. You're done. You reckon? But you're not going to drink now. No, I'm going to sober sal until the wedding. Sober sal, yeah. Um, do you know it's actually proving very hard not drinking alcohol um and we're actually going to get onto this later on in the season but I've noticed since not drinking I've noticed how much our life does actually re- not revolve but how often it comes up like mm-hmm. oh should I have, have a quick drink should I go for a quick drink let's go there play some cards have a drink and I'm like sounds it, nice it kind of do. <laughs> and it really makes me think like wow actually maybe I maybe it was like a massive part of our mm-hmm. life and being social you know you see a friend you want to catch up with a friend oh should we grab a glass of wine should we go for a glass of wine or a cocktail yeah. and you almost feel like yeah it's, I've, it's something I'm, I'm feeling like this massive kind of stigma around so we'll chat about this later on in, in yeah it's, in the season, it's interesting we? I've had a lot of changing thoughts recently about alcohol because of some stuff that's happened to me and again I'll save it for when we have that guest mm. because otherwise we'll just repeat ourselves yeah but I think it's very interesting yeah. And I think it's very interesting watching my friends' relationships with alcohol change as we get older. And like, you're not the only bride I know who's sober till the wedding this year. Mm, really? Yeah. Which I find interesting. Mm. Um, I also want to know if you've been reading anything good, if you've been watching anything good. Yeah. Welcome to the Kitchen Club Book Club. <laughs> Kitchen Club Book Club. <laughs> I I have done a lot of reading recently because of the honeymoon, the trip to the Maldives. Yeah. I read like a book a day. So I'm going to tell you some of my favorites. I read Magpie by Elizabeth Day, which I know you're going to read soon. It's brilliant. Great plot twist. Just gripping. Loved it. Also love Elizabeth Day. Um, did, um, what I, I think I've been putting off reading Magpie. It's like sitting next to my bed because I think I'm going to hear Elizabeth Day's voice as I read it. Oh no, I don't think I did. Okay. that's. But I think I would enjoy it if I had. Yeah. I mean, she's got a lovely voice to have in your head. I think I think she's probably my number one top podcast other than ours. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah, I think she's brilliant. Um the other thing, the thing I'm reading at the moment is Atomic Habits by James Clear and I'm finding it quite life-changing. Really? Yes. Is it a, is it a novel or No, it? self-help vibes. Okay. About breaking bad habits and starting good ones and why relying on willpower alone is is, you know, really fucking hard. Um and I just think it's fascinating. I really, really recommend it. I won't like bore you with, by telling you all the details, but it's brilliant. And the other thing, that I, the other book I really, really loved on my holiday was Conversations on Love by Natasha Lunn, which I was recommended by lovely Lily, who listeners you will meet next week. Um, and it's amazing. It's, it's, it's a bit about the author's own personal story through miscarriage and finding love and all of these things. And then within it, she interviews some amazing people, but like some of my real top people, like Alain de Botton, mm. Emily Nagoski, who I think is a goddess, because um, she's so knowledgeable on absolutely everything. And who else? 
There's just like Philippa Perry, whose book I've got on my bedside table ready to read. It's Dolly Alderton. There's just some brilliant people interviewed on the different aspects of love, family love, like friend love, romantic love, sexy love, mother love. And I, I loved it. I think, I think everyone should read it. I think it's fascinating. And I think that reading it whilst I went through my own struggles with loss mm. and love and yeah. things kind of made it like um, right at the right time for you. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, you put it in. Of course. Thank you can take it right now when we finish. Thank you. It's so good. I really enjoyed The Great Alone and I can't remember who wrote it, but it's the same writer as The Nightingale. Who read that? No, which is a World War Two book about sisters and kind of like the women left behind of from war and how they deal. So the same writer as that, um, and it's about this family that moved to Alaska and have to like survive the the cold mm-hmm. and, and what happens when you're just in this cold, dark place. Oh, that's good. <laughs> very good, very very good. Um, I also enjoyed the Sally Rooney conversation with friends. With friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you recommended that to me. I enjoyed that. It was quite an easy, easy one, wasn't it? Not a fan of her new one though. No, you said. I'm really struggling with it. Wow. Normally I whiz through a book and I just can't. I know you're finding that with another one. At yeah, the I am. I'm a very slow reader. I can, never, I can only dream of reading a book a day. I know. I can't think now. I'm like scanning my bookshelves. But I think that's why for me, a holiday is like the biggest, um, blessing like to be able to just sit and read Mm. is my heaven yeah you like sit nice cold beer nice view of the sea heaven it's all I want sit and read my book undisturbed I wish that I prioritized it more just like in the day and didn't wait till bedtime to to be like okay now you now you get to read but you should do it over at retirement village with your slow mornings (laughs) yeah I should well in the morning I'm normally playing sudoku though three days a week I get up and go for a swim. The other two days, I make a cup of tea, get back into bed and read for an hour. Yeah, lovely. It's the nicest start to your day. You, you do Sudoku in the morning. Yeah. Well, the paper's there. If my dad's like going through the paper, I'm like, right. You're right also, um, I meant to ask you this earlier. Are you playing Wordle? No. Who that? <laughs> I knew you'd be like, what is this? It's this game on your phone and you get one puzzle a day. Uh-huh. And... Um, they're all five letter words and you basically just got to guess the five letter word and it tells you which letters you get right okay and which are in the right place and which are in the word but in the wrong place okay and you have six guesses to guess this right word and everyone in the world has the same word every day and it's only you can only play one once a day and it's gone like absolutely massive so my, my dad was reading stats like the other day from people starting it and now it's like billions of people playing every day yeah it's, it's it's fun oh my god yeah okay great yeah so if anyone else is wordling away and this morning i did it and um got it on the second go so well done me <gasps> you get a prize no you just oh. you know feel good oh. yeah that's nice yeah sense of achievement what have you been watching or doing or watching we've we've almost finished the sopranos it's taken us about a year and a half Wow. Have you ever watched the Sopranos? No, I don't know. I, so it's a. <laughs> I know the name. I know the name. Um, so it's an American mafia gangster film, okay. uh, not film series. Yeah, in the nineties, and it. Yeah, I I always heard about it and I thought like, nah, don't think it's my thing. Like, gangster, a bit gunny. Yeah, like it's not my vibe. But it, I have been enjoying it so much. It could be my favorite ever show. 
because wow. it's so much about the, um, the concept and this isn't giving anything away to anyone who wants to watch it is about the head of the family going into therapy mm-hmm. and having therapy and like the stigma around that and like him kind of struggling and telling his therapist all this stuff but like he's this hard man on the on the other side um but so softly on the inside well no kind of it. Oh, that's all i don't know <laughs> um so i'm enjoying that we've been jo- enjoying succession oh i haven't watched that either big big i mean too it's way too stressful i don't know why i tried to watch it at night like is it a lot oh yeah it's a lot um that's it i haven't gotten Anne with an e that, that i want to share again <laughs> remember i was obsessed with Anne with an e is it about Anne of Green Gables? Yeah. I think I started that. And Bassett was oh, like, well, that's really got to continue. It's just oh, like, it's I'm trying to remember it. who had recommended it. talk about it nonstop. Okay, I'll try again. It's such a sweet program. I'll watch it. Just makes you feel like, no. Oh. I'll try again. I quite, I've been watching, I've just finished something called The Hookup Plan on Netflix. I quite enjoy like weird French dramas. Mm. It's not, it's not a drama. It's like a, I mean, I guess it's kind of rom com but it's a series. And that's wonderful, but subtitles, if you can be bothered. Yeah, no, never a dub. You've got a subtitle. I don't think there's a dubbing option. Mm. I just quite, I quite like a French, like I, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit I love Emily in Paris. I love it. Because I lived in Paris, she like goes to all these places that I used Mm. to go to. And so it's very nostalgic for me. And it reminds, like it brings up all these lovely memories for me. So I love it. I think it's great. I, I watched the first season and I think I hated the whole way through, but I, I, if I, yeah, I can see. You've got to take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. It's a bit silly. She's annoying. No, I think she gets better in season two. Does she? Hmm. Less Instagrammy. Mm, okay. Tell me if you've been, if you've adopted any nice new healthy habits or um, nice things for your mental health, your well-being. No, <laughs> no, I haven't. But I've been down a bit of a dark hole. So mm. I think that I've been very much in survival mode for a while now. I guess I have to explain that. Mm. For anyone who doesn't know, I, in September, found out I was pregnant, which was incredibly exciting and wonderful, wonderful news. But at 12 weeks, I very sadly lost my little girl um and had to have a medically managed miscarriage which was really super intense and I think you know when when really shitty things like that happen to us there's often a time of like learning afterwards and there's some positive that comes out and it makes us stronger and I'm not sure that I've quite got to that bit yet I think I'm still very much treading water and I'm like clearly coping and I'm back to work and stuff, which is brilliant. And it's really nice to keep busy. And I love my work so much, but I don't yet feel like I'm at the bit where like the moral of the story has become clear to me. And, you know, I've, I've come out resilient. I've, I think that's yet to come. Um, And as we were saying earlier, you know, it is such a massive process for your body. Like, yeah takes so much longer than you would ever think not just emotionally and mentally but like physically physically it's a lot and I'm two months on now so I should now be 20 weeks pregnant I should be halfway um and two months on I've still got complications still going back to the hospital quite a lot so it's yeah it's just a constant reminder it really drags on and I think 
I've been very, I've been very blessed that I've never grieved anyone really close to me. I'm touching wood if you can hear me tapping. Um, and I don't think I had realized quite how draining grief is. Mm. Like I just feel tired the whole time. Mm. So when you say like, have you got any new healthy habits? Like, no, but that said, I have been really looking after myself because it's kind of all I can do. So I have been leaning on all of the things that make me feel good, like gentle exercise, like sleeping in a bit longer in the morning, getting enough sleep, cancelling plans and having a night in when I need to. So I, I kind of have been like very good in that sense, mm. but not not for a positive reason. Yeah. I guess with um, with loss, with grief, with any situation like that, which is so unfortunate and so hard, that it puts everything into perspective doesn't it and makes you you know appreciate different things entirely and you're just like actually what I was kind of pushing myself with all these other things before absolutely doesn't matter definitely I think it gives you a real perspective shift because things that did seem very important suddenly are totally irrelevant And things that you took for granted are suddenly very, very important, like the people that you love and the people that support you and the the daily things that make you feel good, like getting outside. I think you suddenly, that that's all you have. And so you, you realize how important it is because without that, you'd be really fucking lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you've like you being so open about everything and you know you when you shared it on your Instagram and I think we've had this conversation before about how you only really hear about miscarriages when there's been like a successful pregnancy and a successful Mm -hmm. birth so I think like you've been incredibly incredibly brave and open to be like speaking through the journey because it is something that happens for so many women and it's only when you start having the conversations do people maybe feel less alone or, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not speaking from experience, so it's hard for me to almost have an opinion, but yeah. Do you, did you find it helpful to, to share? Yeah, I did. And it's, it's interesting. I kind of ummed and awed about whether I would share and about how much I would share. And like, the truth is I have only shared a tiny fraction of what I've been through over the last two months. Um, saved everyone the gory details. Um, but the reason I wanted to was because I had seen other people sharing about it and it made me feel less alone. And I, I think it's a real problem that in something that is sadly very common, you feel so isolated. You feel like this is so unfair. Why me? Why is this happening to me? It happens to so many people because they don't talk about it. You feel like you're the only one in the world when it happens to you. And I, I did hesitate because I think in a way it can come across as, I don't think it can come across. I was worried it would come across as a bit attention seeky, seekery, attention seekery to be like, Oh, poor me, poor me, tiny violins. But at the same time, knowing how much I appreciated reading about other people's experiences, I then hoped that I could be that for someone else. Yeah. But also, isn't that awful to think that, like, to even I know. have that thought that, oh, I probably shouldn't share this because what if people think that, like, who the fuck cares? Like, I know. It's your, your news to share, your platform to share it on, like, 
you share what you want. I know, I agree. And actually, like the the lovely messages that I got from people saying, thank you so much for sharing. Like I've actually been through something similar. It was really difficult. Made me realize that I had done the right thing by talking about it. And as I say, like, I'm not going to overload people with details and info. It's, you know, highly personal and whatever. But I think just even just sharing the basics of what has happened, hopefully will be valuable for people. And I think especially at the age that we're at, a lot of our friends are going to start having children soon. And so maybe it will be that someone has, you know, a really shitty experience in the past and they'll feel less alone having known that I'd been through it. Or I don't know. I, I think with so much of human suffering, whether that be anxiety or miscarriage or whatever, so much of the pain comes from feeling like you're the only person going yeah. through it. And I think that's why in my work, I love it that people meet people who feel equally anxious, who feel equally like imposters. And there's some like solitude, and, not solitude. What's the word? Solidarity. Solidarity. That's mm-hmm. the one. Solidarity in that. And I, I felt the same with this, that if anybody, if I've made just one person feel less alone, then it was worth me sharing. Yeah. And I also want to share for like, to kind of acknowledge the existence of my girl. Mm. I don't want her to kind of be forgotten and like, oh, you know, it never happened. I think it's important that I honor her and I think about her and talk about her. Yeah. So that it's it's not like pretending it never happened. Yeah, absolutely. I don't feel like I've been super eloquent, but No, I think you have. I think you've been yeah, very open. Sometimes speaking emotionally isn't an eloquent eloquent business. No, it's weird. I think if I, I think if I go too much into it, then I'll burst into tears. So that's why I'm Sarah's stroking me. (laughs) No, it's shit. It's shit. Sometimes life's really shit. And I think that, you know, it's so easy to say, oh, everything happens for a reason. Like, no, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes shit just happens Mm -hmm. and it sucks. Yeah. And it's shit. Yeah. Excuse my language. And just going back to kind of the solidarity thing, probably years and years and years and years ago, when, you know, women were taken off to give birth with just the women in the community, or whatever. And I mean, I don't know what the percentage of, I don't, you know, I don't if know. You said percentage, <laughs> placenta percentage. I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but like you would have the support of community and women mm-hmm. years ago. And so I think it's important that, you know, whatever you're going through, let it be shared and spoken about and Mm -hmm. given life. And yeah. And actually, I will say one more thing before we talk about something else. I I feel very strongly we need to stop this, keep it secret for the first 12 weeks Mm. thing, because I have needed the support of my friends so much the last few months. And the thought that, no, like I I shouldn't have told anyone yet that I was pregnant is awful. Like when the worst thing happens to you, you need people around you. You need people who love you to be there for you. And if they don't know, how can they be there for you? So I feel very strongly that God willing, if that's really weird, I say God willing, I'm not religious. Um, Hoping that, you know, I managed to get pregnant again and that we managed to have future pregnancies. I, I very much intend to tell people before 12 weeks as I mean, I did this time. I told people I was close to, I clearly didn't put it on Instagram, but I told my friends and my family and I I will do again, because if it goes wrong again, for whatever reason, 
I will want people there for me. Yeah. So I clearly each their own. If you want to keep it secret, go for it. But I, I don't like this idea that, you know, society baby, tells us. Yeah, baby yeah. loss needs to be kept hush hush because it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. Don't talk about yeah. it. Just keep it to yourself. Deal with it yourself because it's heinous and you don't want to fucking deal with it yourself. Mm. You need people who love you to hold you up. Yeah. And that's all I'll say on that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, babe. <laughs> what, a, what a big old. I mean, we could speak about this for. I know. I, I do feel like I could talk about it for hours now, but maybe we should finish on something a bit lighter. We had lots of lovely questions actually from our listeners. But we've chatted so much now, <laughs> but maybe we can work them into future episodes because there were some great topics that came up actually that lots of you kind of wanted us to discuss. So we'll try and weave them in. So one topic we had was finding purpose slash passion in life kind of how how to find that Mm -hmm. purpose and passion do you feel like you found yours um yeah I actually do is it podcasting uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) obviously (laughs) that wasn't gonna be (laughs) but yes why not um yeah I feel very fortunate I feel like I've won the lottery sometimes when I enjoy what I do as work. I mean, obviously you don't have every single day that you enjoy. No, no one does. No. And sometimes I'm like, gosh, have not got the energy to teach a yoga class or to film, but you know, 80%, which is quite a big chunk. Yeah. I think 80% you're doing pretty well. Yeah. I bloody love what I do. And I think that has come from, um, breaking the mold <laughs> yeah and and trusting my gut and not staying in jobs that I hated mm-hmm. just because they were a job and earning money which of course you know at the time when I was messing around with lots of work I was living with my parents very fortunately um so I was in a place where I could mess around with what I wanted to do mm-hmm. but I just think yeah it's important to to trust your gut and things and and know that there's no, it doesn't need to be a structure. Everyone's lives are different. Tell me your, tell me your thoughts on this. I'm just thinking before that, thinking of the lovely listener who asked about this, yeah. like what advice would you give? Mm. If you just said something and I was about to say it back to you and it's just gone up. Was it the trust your, trust, trust your gut. gut? Yeah. So you said to trust your gut. What other advice would you give to someone who is I guess, searching for their purpose or struggling to find it or wondering if they found it and not know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, I was kind of, I'm a, I said this to one of my friends recently, um, who's kind of doubting herself. Um, and I said, I think I might write down like every little thing that I like doing. And it can be like, I don't know, cleaning Knitting. in making my bed or like you know just stupid things you can write everything down and write down everything you don't like or you're not good at or like doesn't fill you up and obviously there are things that you have to do in life that you're not going to enjoy all the time like bloody hate doing anything maths related or do you yeah I'm terrible at maths or like figuring out costs for things oh awful at it or like planning business stuff terrible but give me like something creative Mm -hmm. and I know I'll be like yes please I want to get into this and get stuck into it so I think writing down and just kind of 
I don't know, actually, I probably could blab about this for a long time because also I think what helped me to establish what I enjoyed was maybe going into my human design a bit. And Mm -hmm. we had really fabulous guests called Olivia or Livy Iasinos on, was that last season? season Oh, one before maybe. Um, I had a really great call with her and she kind of told me about my human design. Listen to the episode because it's great. Um, Yeah. So I think kind of knowing yourself, trusting yourself. I think you've probably got better tips than me. No, I completely agree. I think listen to your gut. I think the other thing I would probably say is to not overthink it. I think that we can, we can kind of take our search for purpose as like a very conscious, rational, logical thing. And sometimes things just pan out. Like I'm thinking when, when I first went self-employed a few years ago, I would never have imagined I'd be doing hypnotherapy. Mm. If you'd said to me, you're going to be a hypnotherapist in five years time, I'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm going to be a yoga teacher. Or like you'd have a podcast. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's about like following, following the opportunities that come to you. Like I worked in Lululemon for a bit and I've done these like really random things, which at the time were not, were not my purpose. But they all led me to here yeah. because you meet people along the way and you get offered opportunities along the way. And so I, I think I would say to not overthink it and instead, as well as trusting your gut, like trust your path. I know that sounds really woo-woo and like trust your path, man. But like to just go with it. If you get given an opportunity, try it. Because I always think that with dating, actually, I always think you should say yes to every date, because even if that's not the person you're going to end up with, maybe they'll take you to a party and you'll meet their cousin and the cousin will be there with their colleague and their colleague will be the one that you date. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with purpose, with work, take the job in the shop that isn't really what you want to do, because one day you'll chat to the woman who owns the yoga studio and she'll introduce you to her friend who's a masseuse. And you know what I mean? Definitely. So I think trust your gut, but also trust the process. Don't question things so much. Don't get so caught up in like looking for your passion yeah. that you're not being open to the things that you're experiencing along the way. Also, your passion, your purpose doesn't actually have to be work-related. No. It can be the other things in life that you love and maybe work's just something that that allows you to have that passion and that purpose. Maybe it's yeah, like the work makes the money so that you can then afford to exactly. do the thing. Your passion, maybe your, tra- your passion is travel. Yeah. Or being a mother or rescuing dogs. Yeah. I'm just like describing myself now. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentionally. <laughs> One of my best friends, actually, she said this. Um, like, she may not love her job. She may not have bought a house. She may not have done all these things, but one thing she's most proud of in her life is having great friends and like having a solid friendship group. So there's so many other things that you can have like big passion about and big purpose about, you know, maybe it's a talent that you've got or so maybe let's reframe what finding your purpose and passion means because it doesn't always have to be work related. No, not at all. Love that. We have got a very exciting season ahead with some fab guests on lots of topics that I guess have been quite topical in our own lives. Mm. Um, so we will kick off with the guests next week, starting with a lovely, lovely guest. And yeah. And maybe we'll do some more solo episodes. If you like it, let us know. Hit us up. If you enjoyed this. 
you like, I, I saw something on Instagram the other day. Did you like that? Where they said, this is what it feels like listening to a podcast. And it was a girl like sitting laughing along with a poster yeah. of women. And I love that. I like the idea that you would be listening and you'd make yourself a cup of tea and be like, no, oh, just going to have a chat with Serena <laughs> and Sarah. Hey, hope you're enjoying your cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> if you enjoy our podcast, we would really, really value your support. So please do leave us a review, share this with someone who you think might enjoy listening and um, share us on socials on the old Instagram, because we love, love, love seeing you all listening and learning along with us. And if our lovely noodle soup tickles your pickle, then the recipe is on our Instagram at Kitchen Club Podcast. So do go and follow us there. Soak up, lap up all those recipes um, and definitely make the, the noodle soup because it is buff. And actually, if you're new, dive deep into the archive because there's a lot of good oh, old yeah. recipes there too. Yeah. Delicious. So we'll see you all next week for our first guest of season five. Bye. Have a lovely day, evening, weekend. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>